Coming up on this bonus episode of the podcast Under the Stairs, we turn our eyes to the Shudder exclusive French horror TV show Beyond the Walls. This will be a review of episode number one of the three-part miniseries and we will look at what all the fuss is about. But first, ladies and gentlemen, this is year four and you know what that means. This time it's war. Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is a very special bonus episode. As you heard at the start of this episode, we are looking in a bonus episode format for the first time ever at a horror TV show. Now, it is my plan this year to use some of the bonus episodes um, as a bit more frequent and exclusively kind of cater them towards interviews, which I'm planning on doing quite a lot this year and looking at some horror TV shows, which is something we always talk about on this show. Um, Back in the very first year, we did look at some and give our opinions, and myself and the Bash from time to time have um, dabbled in uh, discussing what we like and what we don't like in a horror TV setting. But for this run of shows, it will just be myself. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm precluding the use of a guest somewhere down the line, for particular TV shows that my guests want to discuss or or you the listener want me to discuss so we'll be doing a lot of that as 2017 rolls on but to start things nice and simple and fresh and because I have a Shudder account and I feel like I should use it more than I am I thought it would be a good idea to do a series of three bonus episodes looking at a three-part mini-series exclusive to Shudder it's the French horror TV show Beyond the Walls. Now, I am a huge fan of not only French cinema, but French horror television. Many out there may recall my um, ridiculous love for The Returned, which unfortunately did make its way to an American remake and TV setting, and it just didn't capture anything that that even remotely made that French one so amazing Um, but I'm a big fan of uh, French horror cinema whether it's things like Eyes Without a Face or moving forward into that that spur of fantastic movies they had during the the kind of new wave of French um, extremism only only about a decade ago where we started getting things like um, Switchblade Romance or High Tension for for those uh, over the, the pond are things like The Horde, Frontiers, Inside, you know, the list goes on and on. But I, I do love that country's aesthetic when it comes to, to use of camera and the way they tell stories. So I was incredibly excited to check out Beyond the Walls, of which I'd only ever seen the first episode. And I watched that before Christmas 
And then it kind of went on the back burner because I had about a million other things to do for podcasts under the stairs. So it seemed right if I was coming back to roll through them that I would split up each episode into a bonus episode review for podcasts under the stairs. So let me see up front, um, like it says in our intro track, this episode will contain spoilers for Beyond the Walls, episode number one. Now, if you have not checked the show out yet, I would say check it out. Because I'm going to talk quite in depth about what happens in this very first episode of this uh, mini-series. So if you don't have a Shudder account yet, you can get a Shudder account for, I think it's about £5 a month. I don't know how much it is over in the States. But, you know, get your hands on one. I think you get like about a week's free. And there was a couple of codes flying around for a month free. It's three episodes. Take the, the free week. How about that? Just take that free week, watch the show and listen along to my reviews of them and that way I'm not spoiling anything for you if you don't want to continue the service after that, cancel it. No harm, no fill, no charge to the bank account. So, yeah, just letting you know, I don't want to spoil any TV shows for anyone. I know sometimes people listen through movie reviews even if they've not seen the movies because I talk about older movies and they're like, ah, I kind of know what happens in this movie. It's a brand new TV show. Um, it's only about a year old and it only made its way to Shudder I want to say October, November last year so we're only talking a couple of months so there's a very good chance that one you may have never heard of this or two um, you may have heard of it but just not got a chance to get around to it and know very little of it so just keep that in the back of your mind before we kick into things uh, a couple of house updates that we can give you as it stands at the date of this episode being released we have made a push towards the merchandise uh, side of the, the new design for the Baz V Horror poster. Um, I am using a website called Merched.com, which was recommended to myself by the, the great guys over at the podcast on Haunted Hill. And I've set up two campaign pages. Now, basically what that means is that generally in the past when I was in bands and stuff you would buy t-shirts and you would buy 10 of one size 10 of another size and granted pretty much all of one size would sell it and you'd be left with about nine really small ones or you know extra large ones or something so the plan this time was to use a site which doesn't specify they only print what you order um, the downside being there is a limit so they will not start a shipment running until a certain amount have been purchased so uh, more details will come out about that nearer the time um, I've submitted them for approval assuming they get approved in the next couple of days I would imagine that we're talking about Tuesday on the week that this episode drops maybe even Wednesday um, that they'll go live the campaigns will run for 21 days each um, and as long as a certain amount of people buy a t-shirt or buy a baseball top um, then it should run through it's worth also noting that if they don't meet that quota very much like Kickstarter then nothing happens and I would probably have to set up a new campaign but we're going to work on the premise that it seems anyway when I posted the, the designs you guys went a bit rabid for it so I, I'm kind of hoping that we achieve that. I will be buying one of each for myself because I, I like to document things that I achieve um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. The posters um, will officially be going live I believe it'll be Wednesday or Thursday this week so please keep your eyes peeled for that. The first 25 
will be numbered and signed by the bars with an option if you want for me to sign it as well um, and the plan with that one is that we will anything above those 25 um, I'll get a couple extra runoff to, to, to match all them like I say only the first 25 though will be numbered and signed um, and we will get them run off and we'll get them posted out in batches so for example if the the 25 sold out in a week then about two weeks after the the purchase date I would post them all out in the same day. I tried doing it another way before and it just seemed complicated and I started losing track of who'd got what and all the rest. It just makes sense for me to do them in bulk, in batches and get them posted out. I have ordered A3 poster tubes so there should be no damage at all to your poster when you receive it this time round. It should be fresh as a daisy. Um, there will be a price that will go up for UK purchases, there will be a price that will cover the rest of the globe um, and I'll also be putting up a very special deal that if you did not buy the year 2 poster, the one designed by the fantastic Graham Humphreys, if you did not for whatever reason buy that poster and you now want one of them for the measly sum of £5, I'll throw one of them in as well. I kind of want to, to, to get the last of my reserves of them out as well to people that actually want them. So keep that in the back of your mind. So I think I've prattled along enough at the start of this episode. We are like just a week away from episode 100 dropping and a fantastic week of celebrations over at the podcast Under the Stairs where you're going to get three episodes in one week kicking us off with the, the special anniversary episode. A lot of you guys have been sending in your voicemails and emails. I can't thank you enough. They've been fantastic. You have until about Wednesday this week to submit either an email to podcastunderthestairs at gmail.com um, or send me through a voicemail which can be sent to the same email address or you can send it through Facebook Messenger for my attention and I will check them out, put them on the show. Thank you very much again for all the support from all our fantastic listeners out there. Okay, I'm going to take the first break of the show. Um, when we return, we're going to turn our eye to episode number one of the Shudder exclusive French horror TV show, Beyond the Walls. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back after these promos for shows that I love and um, the trailer for the show right after this. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this? No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did a rough you watch one. this shit at twelve? 
Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. Mark, if you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I do not have sex with that horse. (laughs) Will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcast via Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for this uh, very special look at the Shudder exclusive TV show Beyond the Walls. Now, this one came to my attention because I subscribed for Shudder as soon as it arrived in the UK after hearing so many amazing words by my uh, fellow uh, Shudder subscribers across the pond. I could not wait to get my hands on on this service, and they've been adding so much to it. Actually, recently they're they're really kind of pushing out the service, and we're getting our very first kind of movie exclusive UK release um, at the end of January, where we get the the Ring versus the Grudge or Sadako versus Kyoko. Um, on the twenty seventh, I believe, twenty seventh of January. So that's the first exclusive. UK release of a movie, so kind of looking forward to that, even though the movie itself looks cheesy as fuck, I can't wait to watch it. But the announced that had acquired the rights to Beyond the Walls, I knew very little of it, except that I had heard that it had been 
I believe playing in full, I think all three episodes together roughly turn out to about a two and a half hour movie, so they've been split up to obviously make it a mini series. So I've been playing festivals as a one off movie and been getting rave reviews. Um, names like Guillermo del Toro and David Lynch uh, were used to describe this, so as you can imagine, that was just stroking my cinephile boner to. The climax could not wait to check out this show and like I said uh, in the introduction I did watch the first episode and I kind of stopped watching it and it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying what I saw in the first episode uh, matter of fact I thoroughly enjoyed it I just got distracted with other things a lot of planning for podcasts under the stairs as you can imagine starts to take over the time that you have to put aside to actually watch the things that you really want to watch you end up watching things for shows um, once again not to say that the things that I watch for shows are not the things I want to do I tend to pick things that I want to do so um, let's give you some information as pertains to this TV show. Uh, it officially came out in 2015 in France, or at least it was filmed in 2015. I don't know exactly um, the chronology for that one, but it was written by, and excuse my horrible Scottish tongue, Seville Chantou uh, and Javier Hadmar. Um, it was directed all by Javier Hadmar and um, the kind of countries it was used to film were between France and Belgium, which you, you'll know if you know your geography neighbour each other. Um, the official French title is Odella de Meurs, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but in the, in the UK and English speaking countries, it's beyond the walls. The first episode clocks in um, at, at a respectable 44 minutes, so nothing too long or arduous for you um, and I'll say a couple of things before before I go into the exact things that happen in this this particular episode. I think first and foremost the the descriptions of being very much like um, something from the mind of Del Toro I think are apt. I think um, the visual style has a, a kind of early Del Toro feel, kind of reminds me circa kind of Kronos and to an extent, um, Devil's Backbone. It's kind of that. It's you know clearly shot by a, a very artistic eye, but still has a bit of grain to it. I don't think there's much in the way of a budget for it, but they use it very well. And the story itself kind of feels like a bit of a dark fairy tale, kind of encroaching on those uh, those elements almost of of um, something like Pan's Labyrinth, but w with a lot less money in creature design. Uh, there's also a kind of weird Silent Hill-esque vibe going on once the characters go beyond the walls. There's something very surreal and very Silent Hill about it, which I, I thoroughly loved. I think the score for it is, is fantastic, and the opening track that you will hear at the end of this episode, um, performed by Agnes Obel, uh, the track's called The Curse, is fucking incredible. Um, I'm a big fan of Agnes Obel, I've got all three of her albums and have been listening to her for quite a while now. She's been on the go for a good few years and does that kind of European, quirky, weird, artistic sort of pop, if you could describe I don't even know if I would call it pop. There's something kind of folksy and poppy about it, but done in a kind of very... 
don't know, kind of theatrical way. It's weird to describe. I, I love I love her stuff and I love the, the track, The Curse, which, like I say, is the, is the theme for the show and will play out this episode. So, what do we need to know about episode number one? So the TV show has this kind of weird juxtaposition between fantasy, dream and reality. Um, and it's handled very, very well. And in episode number one, we are introduced to our main character, Lisa, played by Viriel Betans, who is a speech therapist. Primarily what she does is she works with children. Um, it's never really decided whether or not it's actually a hospital um, or, or certainly I never picked up whether or not it was a, an actual formal hospital or if it was like a private centre but she, she works with, with children helping them with their speech. Um, what, what we know about her is that she is not married at the moment but she does wear a wedding ring which may mean at this point or like I say maybe straightened out further on that she is either trying to deter any any advances sexually from anyone else or she has been married in the past um, we know that she uses the wedding ring as a, a an excuse to avoid any sort of socializing and um, with her colleagues uh, to go on nights out or things like that she she doesn't want to um, she has horrible nightmares, uh, most frequently about her being beside a lake um, and you know, being scared of the water and through some flashback dreams that we see during the episode, we see her actually drowning in water, so once again, not entirely sure if this is referring to something in her past or if this is um, some sort of subconscious fear which is kind of prevailing on her dreams. Um, she lives in a fairly plain <laughs> apartment and appears to live on nothing but Activia yogurts, <laughs> so kind of probiotic yogurts which come in these wee glass tubs that she, she chows down after a hard day's work. Um, th this new apartment is fairly bland uh, apart from the fact that it is across the house from a very ornate abandoned house um, which she appears to be overly curious of and rightly so it looks inherently creepy and it's right across the road in a fairly built up metropolitan area in, in Paris I assume so she sees this across the street and um, it turns out ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this house isn't as abandoned as you would believe because the the resident of the house, Andre Rennie Bainville, I think is how you pronounce it, was the house resident and had died apparently a while ago. Um, when I say a while ago, I mean 30 years ago. And has just been in there, just rotten, as you do. Just rotten in a chair. Why not? If you're going to rot, rot in a chair and then make sure it takes 30 years for someone to find you. Um, this is discovered at a point where she's she's kind of struggling with life, that this guy has died and the reason we know he has died and the reason that she has confirmed that he's died is she receives a phone call from Mr. Bainville's lawyer uh, who tells her that his client has essentially passed on and he has uh, bequeathed the entire house to her in his will which as you can imagine 
is fairly confusing to not only Lisa but the audience as well because the two had never met each other. Um, and he died 30 years ago and Lisa ain't that old, that's all I'm saying. If she was around, she was a tiny girl. Um, but the, the apartment building has been left in her name. Now, as you can imagine, she's not in exactly the nicest flat or apartment at the moment and this, this house is huge. And she's like, I'm gonna go and live in that house. So she packs up her stuff and she's moving on up, moving on up to the east side of the street. Um, she moves into this this house, which is a bit of a fixer-upper, as uh, as they would call it in the the trade. Um, it's a bit dingy. It's a bit dark. The wallpaper's peeling off. It's a wallpaper which is maybe a, a hundred years old. It's not very nice. And one thing is quite strange to her is that she notices that the the wallpaper is starting to peel in certain areas and as she's taken off the walls there is a kind of almost it's how to describe it it's almost like either a, a the shape of a pelvic bone structure um that of potentially maybe even a womb think you know, when when you watch pan's labyrinth and you see the the, the tree on the front cover of Pan's Labyrinth, which basically looks like the, the shape of the female reproductive area uh, without getting all biological and creepy. And if you'd never noticed that before, sorry, I've just blown your mind, you'll never look at that tree the same way again. It's very similar to that, but the, the, the kind of beauty of that is that, uh, putting my psychological hat on for a second, um, the test, the kind of ink block tests that they, they, they use as examples for the Rorschach test, is kind of also shaped kind of like the female reproductive area and you can put into that what you you will no wonder freud said that all of us were thinking about sex all the time um so it's kind of like a rorschach design on the wall and or kind of women women's pelvic area but it's the same pattern over and over again underneath the wallpaper and it seems to be stained into the wall almost like you would get when something's been left on a, a surface for too long um, that that kind of effect that you get when if you have a tea bag which is old and it's been used in water for a while you know it's kind of dried up and if you slightly damp it and put it on on um, on paper you get that kind of tea stain effect it's kind of that that's the sort of color we're looking at but these these ink blots so she is now living in this this house um, once again it's kind of creepy I would have got it done up first before I moved in but she is fine and while she's doing all this work she starts to to hear um, what she believes are noises coming from within the walls uh, in particular at, at one point she is the sound of this little girl crying and scratching from from the other side of the wall which you know as you do you you get the sledgehammer out and you you have at it at the wall which is what she duly does she goes at that wall with a motherfucking sledgehammer um kind of peter gabriel style that's a a joke for for oldies um and she she knocks like a giant hole in that fucker when she knocks a hole in though she discovers that there's actually like a hallway in between the walls which doesn't make any sense and it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, the strange color of my body's tears um or your body's tears which had that very same kind of twist spoiler alert if you've never seen that movie 
oh, I'm, I'm on gin and tonic tonight, it's lovely. Um, but uh, there, there, there's this corridor which she, obviously being quite nosy and hearing a small child scratching and crying on the other end, she decides that she's going to go into this hallway, but she Julie does. Um, and she finds out very, very quickly that she is not alone in this hallway. Uh, in fact, we, we find her walk through um, and she hears music and she comes to this very ornate giant room, which once again is between the walls. Doesn't make any sense, but let's roll with it. Um, and it's got an old kind of gramophone in there. And then, like something torn from my nightmares, a guy comes out who appears to not be able to see her, but he's wearing a, like a, a pig's head, or more aptly, a boar's head on him. He's kind of bloody. He's wearing a kind of a, a, a kind of bloody apron or tunic. Very think pyramid head from Silent Hill, but topless. Um, although I think pyramid head was topless as well. Uh, and instead of the giant fucking steel pyramid on his head, he is instead got this boar head on top of him his hands are all bloody and messy and the two of them come face to face together and quite rightly so Lisa shits herself and runs which is exactly what I would do I would haul ass um, she she makes a run and she bumps into a man called Julian who is played by Francois de Bloc um, Julian keeps referring to others are the others who are between the walls and it seems to be stuck there trying to get out um, they have to hide very quickly from the, the man in the board head and they do that by actually pulling up floorboards and hiding in the, in the floor uh, until such time as it's safe for them to come back out uh, Julian obviously re refers to to these people, these residents, um, as the others, and that they are incredibly malevolent and hell bent on on death, which obviously terrifies ever loving fuck out Lisa. Uh, he tries to get Lisa to track down where they came in, where she particularly came in, because it, it appears that these rooms are labyrinth-like uh, or labyrinthian. Uh, which I can say because I've not drank enough yet. And the rooms and walls and corridors change. So with great difficulty they return back to where it was that Lisa came through the wall and that hole is no longer there. And they now appear to be trapped between the walls. Um, and that kind of closes out the first episode. Like I said up, uh, up front, I think this is shot fucking beautifully. I think there's a weird, gritty, surrealist sort of cinematography which works incredibly sharp and poignant with the dream stuff as well as unsettling to, to quite a high level when you are between the walls. Um, the, the introduction of one of the others, the, the boarhead kind of killer, is... Like I say, terrifying. There's something really unsettling about people that wear masks of animal heads on them. We spoke about it recently on the Wicker Man episode with the Baz. Those wooden masks used to get right under my skin. Um, the kind of pig head character, pig head killer in American Horror Story really kind of got underneath my skin. And right here, this is in the same vein, although it's done a lot darker. Um, I think 
there is enough going on here in this first episode, which is basically setting up the story we're introduced to Lisa. We know that she seems to have a troubled past of some description. Maybe she is married, maybe she wasn't married. Maybe she's very clever at using jewellery as a way to avoid, like I say, sexual advances uh, from, from, from guys. But at the same time, her dreams are very haunting. This this idea of her drowning in water um, is is quite is quite prevalent and hasn't really played out very far. So I would imagine as the series goes on, we'll, we'll get a bit more of information in this. The Julian character we know very little of, but he seems like he's going to be an interesting character to follow throughout the story and. Lisa and Julian play really well off each other. Um, it's been very light on the, the scares. It's been quite tense. But I'm looking forward to seeing where this episode takes us into episode number two now. Because we've obviously closed it apart that we now have our characters beyond the wall uh, in this kind of labyrinth. And we know that there's more than one uh, creature there because he's referring to them as others. And we will see. We will see how it goes. I think the the beauty of the show kind of lies in one it being French, and I think that aids it greatly. I think the fact that there, there's not a lot of dialogue, but I I think the French, like I say, French TV and French cinema just in general has a really unique kind of style, which is instantly recognisable and it, it kind of falls onto that. Set design is incredible, like everything around here feels old, and there feels like thick layers of kind of dust and stir um, over everything. It's just occurred to me that stir might be a Scottish word, which means dust. Um, but everything looks well worn and well lived in, or not touched for decades, which I think, once again, aids it, there's a kind of a vintage sort of almost like a sepia tone to things um, and the colour scheme is very deliberately dated which once again works incredibly well with this one. It also feels like there's a kind of nihilistic thing going on here, a kind of a, a Lynchian sort of nihilism that comes with this idea of no salvation already at this point. I get this feeling that this TV show might end up in a way where there are no happy ends, which I'm cool with, but I know a lot of people are turned off by that sort of thing. Um, I think as well, there's obviously, I can't wait to see where they go with more of these creatures. Are they ghosts? Are they demons? Are they people condemned to some sort of weird purgatory between the walls? Is this the seventh layer of, of hell as predicted by Dante's Inferno? We don't know yet. We're still too early. We have two episodes left. All I know is I'm 100% in on this show. I think it looks incredible. I think there's something very dark and menacing and foreboding and ominous about it and uh, when when we look at episode number two maybe some of the questions we've raised from episode number one will be answered or maybe not you just never know you just never know uh, so that was my review of episode number one of beyond the walls um i will give an overall grade to the tv show when we finish it, suffice to say that I think this first episode was a thumping good one. Uh, it certainly has my attention fully and I can't wait to see where the show goes next. As always, um, 
Dear listeners, if you are checking this show out, let us know on the Facebook group page how you're getting on with it. Try not to spoil anything, but certainly try it. If you are watching it for the first time, then play along with this, uh, watch an episode, listen to the episode we drop. The next episode will be dropping not next week because we have three episodes out. I maybe see about putting one out before, potentially. I need to wait and see how my time is. But failing that, they'll definitely be out the week after. And they'll probably land midweeks as we do these TV shows. I've had tons of suggestions for other TV shows that we could cover. And I can certainly confirm that I will be looking at The Exorcist probably next as my TV show. Because I've not watched that yet and I know everyone loved it. So The Exorcist will probably be the next one. But it is my plan to get through about two or three TV shows this year and do full reviews on this show so uh, let's see how that goes and let's see if I can keep up the pace I think I can, I enjoy doing these sort of things so we'll wait and see how we get on so I'm going to take my final break of this episode when I come back I'm closing out this show right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs And you've been listening to this bonus episode of the podcast Under the Stairs. We've kicked off something that will hopefully be a rich tradition in 2017 with uh, looks at some horror TV shows. Now with the bigger horror TV shows we'll probably do two episodes per shows but because this is a mini series with only three episodes for Beyond the Walls we will be doing one episode each for each episode of the show so that was episode one i hope you check out the show um, and i look forward to hearing back from you guys to see what you made of it did you enjoy it as much as i did and where is this show gonna go i am enticed i can't wait to see where it goes there's so much potential here um, and like i say the reviews that came out of film festivals where it played in full were nothing but glowing and stellar so i think we're in for a good run of all the episodes for this one like i also said um the next tv show that we'll be doing after this so probably in february time we'll be kicking off with a little look at fox's the exorcist can't wait to check that one out i love a little bit of gina davis so bring that shit on it'll be a, a ton of fun um meanwhile there will be loads of stuff coming up on the podcast under the stairs over the next few weeks uh, particularly on the facebook group page because at the end of this month, January 2017, we will be putting up your choices, um, well, sorry, my choices for your selection of what the next franchise, The Baz, will face off against in 2017. We will see if Baz will finally get his wish for some uh, some Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whether Hellraiser will eventually win out, because we know you people are fucking say this, or my third mystery franchise that I'm going to put in uh, has enough power to sway votes either way and we will be looking at that later on in the year Ooh, so much stuff so little time <sighs> so much stuff so little time but all for your enjoyment I can't wait to get into full swing with 2017 we have a ton of great Baz V horror shows already planned we also have a ton of just great shows planned. I've got so many things I want to do this year and so many new guests that I want to get on. Um, over the next couple of weeks, we should be having some pretty interesting interviews. Should be having an interview with Yoon Kant from Arrow Video. Super excited to speak to him. Uh, we were supposed to speak to him last week, but unfortunately... 
Um, it all makes sense now, but at the time I thought he was fobbing me off because he said he had a busy week coming up of Arrow releases. And I was like, I ah, sure you do. And then Arrow put out the releases and I was like, how did you even get time to speak back to me? The most exciting thing that came out of that was the Phantasm box set, which is going to come in a replica sphere. It covers all five movies and I can't wait to fucking own it. I cannot wait. I've, uh, I have uh, put my pre-order in. I did eventually pre-order that PC's limited edition, I hate myself, they've just like got like a direct line to my wallet, but out with that, Caltiki's on that list, the Mario Bava movie, which I have never seen, but I've heard amazing things about, and Graham Humphreys did that work for that one, so can't wait to check that one out, um, there's a, a, a kind of martial art werewolf movie, which looked kind of interesting, some other stuff, so it was a, a thumping strong, um, April slate for, for Arrow video that I'm very much looking forward to to uh, picking up over over the next wee while. Plus there's some stuff still to come in this month which is incredible. I think uh, the Arrow Blu-ray of Raising Cane which was delayed back from September is out this month. Can't wait to get my grubby little mitts on that one. That one's going to be a ton of fun. And um, I did help out last year with a Indiegogo campaign for 88 films for their Italian collection and that finally paid off the four Blu-rays um, of titles including Absurd came through during the week so um, my shame shelf has been already stretched to, to quite a big deal um, if you don't know what my shame shelf is for 2017 I will speak about it on an episode with the Baz and you can laugh at how pedantic my life has become but uh, yeah so, so tons of things happening uh, thank you very much for joining me on this very short bonus episode where we looked at episode number one of the Shudder exclusive French horror TV show Beyond the Walls. Um, you'll either get another one of these before the week is out. Failing that, it will arrive in just under two weeks time and we will continue our look into that show. Can't wait to see where it goes. Um, we, we need more shows like this. I love things that are just a bit more risky. I love that mini-series format as well. Sometimes we don't need 15 episodes of a TV show to get the point across. That's all I'm saying. If you're listening to me TV execs out there, it's all I'm saying. Meanwhile, there is a multitude of ways to check out the podcast Under the Stairs. If you're listening to us through iTunes, please subscribe to our feed. That way you get access to all our previous episodes and you never miss a new episode of the show dropping. You'll always get them. It'll download automatically for you. And if you're also listening to us on iTunes, please take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedules, your busy lives, to leave us some feedback. It is hugely appreciated on this side. Um, the more of it we get, especially if it's of the five-star persuasion, the higher up the iTunes charts we get pushed, the more likely people will come across us when they're just randomly searching for podcasts, which helps everyone, but helps me loads. So like I say, it doesn't cost you anything, but means the world does. Leave us some feedback on iTunes. You can check out the show on SoundCloud and on Stitcher Smart Radio. We have a Facebook group page. I would argue it's the greatest Facebook group page in the history of Facebook group pages. Um, you can check that one out at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash t Putts cast. Whew. You can also check out our twin prongs of social media sexiness, both headed up by our admin, The Baz. Uh, I apologise for any offence he calls anyone, but you uh, can check out both our feeds for Twitter and Instagram by searching us out at TputzCast. Please visit our website tputzcast.com and remember we are a proud member of Legion Podcast Network surrounded by a multitude of the best podcasts out there go and show them some love go and check out some of the fantastic shows 
over their legion uh, this week i would love to pimp kiss the goat uh, kiss the goat are and have been for for several years now one of my favorite podcasts out there you have a bit of cootie you have a bit of x you have a bit of satan and um, what else do you want vodka they have vodka usually on the show quite a lot of alcohol um you can drink with the devil on that show and listen to them discuss some fantastic satan inspired or satanic inspired movies uh, where they will pose the question uh, whether or not hollywood got it right is it a devil movie or is it not you decide listeners with the help of x and q obviously um so yeah check out kiss of the goat exclusively on legion podcast network Ooh, I'm going to jump out. Um, we're going to need to do these more often. I've quite enjoyed this short format. It's felt a lot better and my glass is empty, which means I need another gin and tonic. Um, I'm on local gin, which might sound shit, but it tastes amazing. There's this company in Scotland called Minus 33 and my wife got me a bottle of it for, for our Christmas Eve present, uh, which I'm not going to because that's a long story in itself. Um, but essentially, per, per measure... It's like got 43 calories in it, which if you're me, a man that ran 12 miles today because um, he's in training for a marathon and his legs feel like jelly, uh, you don't want to undo that by sitting down with, with uh, multitudes of the good shit. You want something a bit more locale that does the trick anyway and minus 33 does that shit. Um, I'd love sponsored by them. Baz would think I was out of my mind when uh, Krabby's could be giving him stuff, but see minus 33, see if you're listening to this. Go and sponsor me in gin. That made me happy. Gin. Um, any whiskey distilleries out there, go and sponsor me in whiskey. I'd like that as well. Lagavulin, maybe Jura, something like that. Uh, maybe even the Japanese ones. Absolutely love the Japanese ones. Sanatori Yamasaki whiskey is the tits. I think it's once again been voted the world's best whiskey. Um, which is insane. Uh, you offend my country with your you're winning it again, Japan, but we taught you how to make it so I can live with it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to jump out just now. And until I speak to you again, which will be sooner than you think, ladies and gentlemen, in one week's time for episode num- number 100. Oh, that's a big number. Uh, please take care of yourselves wherever you are and whatever you're doing out there in this big, bad, wide world. Uh, remember, you have friends on this show and friends on our group page, so you never need to feel alone. And until I speak to you again, this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs. And I'll speak to you next week.
Call. 